Lord, we are mindful that your word is powerful. Uh, it's it's like a double-edged sword. It 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 cuts uh, to the heart. And I pray this morning as we read uh, your scriptures again uh, that you, that you you wouldn't leave us the same, uh, but instead that you would uh, accomplish the work by for which your word is, is has been spoken to us. And uh, this morning I I do pray for your incredible encouragement as we read these scriptures in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, as I said, so the context is still about the fruit of the Spirit. And there, what, what Paul, he, after he, he illustrates the, the fruit of the Spirit, he, he, the first thing he does, and we talked about it last week, is he says, I want to warn you about, uh, about the pride that can come when you're growing in Christ. If, you, if you're actually becoming like Jesus, there's something insidious within us uh, called our sin nature, and also from without us, the, the temptations of Satan, that want us to look at others and go and start to compare ourselves spiritually or naturally by them and say, oh, yeah, I'm doing way better than them. And instead of comparing ourselves by ourselves, which is what we learned last week, is that we're supposed to say, Lord, I'm not done yet. Uh, is anybody done here yet? Uh, close? Okay, I, I know, it's like a scale, one to ten, where are you? And we're like, negative three. Okay, no, actually, when you come to Christ, you, you get a quick five points. You're, you're, you're doing at least 50. You're doing at least five, okay? Because the Holy, He's given us everything that we need for a life of godliness and, and the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're, you're actually already a five just, just to start out. So you're halfway there. Getting the fine-tuning going uh, requires yielding to the Spirit, which is what we're talking about. So then the next thing he talks about, and it's what I, what I think this, this comes to me, is he hits us again by telling us three things that will really hinder us from being filled with the Spirit and being tuned by the Spirit. And those three things are, and they're in your bulletin, I'll just, I'll just read them for you. Uh, the, the first one is self-deception. We talked about it a little bit last week, but we're going to talk about it a little further today. Uh, the second thing is sowing the wrong things. Uh, we talked about farming today. We got a little lesson on farming. If you plant tomatoes, you get tomatoes. If you plant weeds, you get weeds. Uh, and then the last thing is becoming weary. We we're talking about becoming weary. Uh, this one really hit me as well, and I'll, I'll talk about it. But I, I think as I evaluate where I'm at with my life right now, uh, I'm, I'm weirdly weary. And I'm not a weary kind of person, but it's just like I, I find myself uh, like just going, I'm just too tired. I'm, I'm, I'm too tired to deal with that. Is anybody else? Am I the only one in the room? Uh, anybody too tired to deal with it? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Jenny's raising her hand. She's like, yeah, we're in this t- thing together. Because there's something about, and it's not just the season. Uh, you know, there's, the, the enemy is always trying to weary us out. Uh, because he knows that there's a harvest that comes if you don't get weary. <laughs> and he's like, the last thing I want for you guys is actually to get the harvest of the Spirit. That's the last thing I want for you. And so I will do whatever it takes to weary you down so that you quit. Anyway, that's my third point. So self-deception, sowing the wrong things and becoming weary. Let's start with the self-deception. Uh, so this is what he says. He says, do not be deceived. Why would he say that? 
because it's easy, to, it's easy to, to get deceived. And then it says, God cannot be mocked. And, and uh, I, I, there's some other, I, I was, I was going to have us read a different translation, but I, but I, I like uh, the, a couple of translations. I just put them out here. Uh, the, the easy to read version, which is also the, the children's Bible. I like that one, easy to read. It says, if you think you can fool God, you're only fooling yourselves. I, I love that, that way of putting it. Uh, so don't be deceived by thinking that you can fool God. Now, what are some, uh, what are some ways that we can fool ourselves? Uh, Paul talks about it, but here's a couple of them that I, I just went on the inside. First of all, the, the laws and the principles of the Bible don't apply to me. <laughs> you know, they apply to everybody else. It's like everybody else should be loving. Everybody else should be kind. Everybody else should be peaceful. Everybody else should be patient. But they really don't apply to me. Because, you know, have you ever thought that? I, I think that all the time. It's like, oh, they really, you know. And it's, this self-deception is so easy. You know, as we, as we looked at what the Spirit is trying to accomplish in our lives, it's easy for us to say, well, I should be patient, but I don't, I don't want to be. I, I should forgive that person, but you know what? You know, I'm just not going to do that. Because the rules don't apply to me. What the rules are is that if you sow unforgiveness, what are you going to reap? <laughs> Destruction. Okay, that's the, that's the only thing you get from the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. If, if you don't sow peace, you will reap the lack of peace in your life. And uh, it, th- this came to me, I, I, uh, and uh, I'm not completely resolved in some of this, but I saw, I saw a video of something that was happening in another country, and I, I got really mad at the, the people that were doing this. And, and so I'm having a hard time between uh, discerning between peace and justice. But I know that my justice was unjust, because I thought, I would like to be there to hurt those people who are hurting those people. See, that's, I can deceive myself by thinking that's a good plan. When the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So instead of saying, Lord, I wish, I wish you'd give me a big stick so I could hit on those people, um, I should hand the stick back to God and pray he doesn't use it on me. <laughs> Not that he will, but, but those are the kind of things I can deceive myself even when I'm in my, in my own thought life of thinking it doesn't apply to me. Because, of course, the Lord wants me like David, beaten and whacking on people. Okay. Um, you do have to love. You do have to forgive. You do have to be patient. You do have to be kind. You do. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Because if you don't, you're sowing something bad. Okay, here's another one. Um, uh, ways we deceive ourselves. I can get away with a little dot, dot, dot. A little. Do you know what, you know, I, don't we always do this to ourselves? So I can get away with a little bit, but I'll move on. Uh, here's one I put down here. Uh, this is acceptable with my peers. So you're with the guys, and you're cutting it up. I've done this once. And you know that you're grieving the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you're talking stup- too stupid, only half stupid, half, half foolish. And you know it's half foolish, but your friends are going, let's all be half foolish. 
No, don't be foolish, people. Okay, keep moving. Keep moving. Uh, I put down here ways we deceive ourselves, of course, is, is just saying uh, that my word is better than God's word. Our whole world is saying this constantly. That this doesn't, that God's word doesn't matter. I'm telling you, people, you can sow it. Not you, not people, but people in general. You can sow it. You can sow whatever thought you want that's not of God. See, the Lord's He's gracious. He lets us think the way we want to think. But the harvest we get is not a good harvest. You guys making a point? You guys okay? Uh, here's a good one. I can be a hypocrite and get away with it. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. It's common in all of us. As Zig Ziglar used to say, you know, if, if, if it's all the hypocrites in church keeping you from coming, we always got room for one more. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right? So, <laughs> old Zig used to always get me on that. It's like, we always got room for another hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. We all are play acting in some way with each other and with God. By God, oh, it's like, Lord, I'm just feeling so holy this morning. Okay. Uh, here's another one. My sin won't find me out. That was my favorite verse for my kids. Uh, it's like, your sins will find you out. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, shoot. It's going <laughs> to. Okay. And then here, here's one more it, that this is personal, but I put it down here anyway. Uh, my, my, my lack of passion is on, is on me. You know, what the Lord calls us to is a passionate worship pursuit of Him. Nothing less. And so when I say, you know what, Lord, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go halfway. I, I wanna, I'm gonna be halfway. And the Lord's like, I wish you wouldn't sow that. Because there's something that happens in your life when you sow a halfway Christianity. You guys with me? So are you, can you be deceived like me? <laughs> yes. The reason I confess is I want you guys to see it and, and say, hey, How's, how are you doing with that? All right. So the second one is, of course, sowing the wrong things. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I won't talk anymore about mocking, mocking God, but uh, if we want to... Here, back, back up one. If we want to get away from our own self-deception, uh, the, the Lord's so gracious when we just come and repent and say, Lord, I see this in me. And, and he will stop it. And I'll talk about that as we talk about sowing. Okay. Uh, a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now, he's not talking about salvation, eternal life there. But there's, there's a quality of Christian life that comes when we do the right things. Yay? And it's eternal. And it's awesome. And it's powerful. And it's way better than the life we're trying to live in the flesh. Okay, we never are going to get there. Okay, good so far? All right, so here's the problem with reaping. Now, I, I did some gardening this year, uh, and I really enjoyed my, my gardening time. 
uh, I didn't get the harvest that I was exactly looking for. But one thing I really noticed a lot of is that most seeds are very, 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 very small. It's weird. It's like, you know, the seed of a basil plant is like, you can't see it. And even my tomato seeds are, I mean, they're so, so small. But then you look at when they're, you know, we're at harvest time now, and you're like, how did that little itty-bitty itty thing do this much stuff and then fruit that much stuff, which is good? And it just reminds us that we don't have to sow very much into our life in the, in the flesh for us to have real problems. You guys, okay? Watch the seeds. I heard a guy say one time, you know, the only difference between a good marriage and a bad marriage is about two minutes. <laughs> you just got to say something really bad and you can, you know, that seed, that little thing can mess up a lot of stuff. Okay. So here's, here's a couple uh, principles of sowing. Um, one, you're always sowing something. Believe it or not, you're either sowing towards righteousness or you're sowing towards something that's not going to last forever. I don't like that. You, we sow in kind, and I like that, that the, the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is this. So if we sow love, we are going to reap love, right? If we sow kindness, we're going to reap kindness eventually, right? If we sow patience, we will reap patience. Uh, you know, some, sometimes we're like, I'm going to sow this lousy seed, and then I'm going to get something else. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. You have to sow the good seed uh, in, in there. Okay, um, so you're going to get the type of seed you plant. Um, you, you, of course, you always reap more than you sow. Don't you hate that? You're like, oh, I only sowed a little bit. <laughs> it's like, and I got a lot of destruction. It's like, oh, this is not good. Um, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, you always reap later than you sow. Right? So you're like, I'm getting, I'm getting away with this. I'm getting away with this. You ever feel that? It's like, oh man, Lord, Lord, you know. It's like, no, you're just, it's the tortoise and the hare. You, you know, your sin's the hare, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's the tortoise, <laughs> and the reap's coming and, and catches up. Okay. Uh, here's another one, though. Another principle is, you know, you can't do anything about last year's harvest. <laughs> I'm experiencing that right now. Some of my plants didn't grow to the abundance that I was hoping. So what happens? I got to sow. I just got to sow again next year. And so if if you've sowed some stuff in your life, or if you didn't get, you know, it's like I thought I was sowing love at least half the time, and I'm not getting it. Don't worry about it. Another harvest is ready. Okay. And and I put down here a couple things. Isn't it great? See, this is where Christianity stands out. You ready for the standout of Christianity? I've sowed a lot of bad seed. And take a look at me now. <laughs> I would be way dead if all the seed that I sowed in my life came to fruition and caused me destruction. I would not be here. But by the grace of God, there's two graces. Ready for them? The first one is Roundup. Now, I can't say that 
with, with a straight face because uh, uh, Roundup is really bad. It's a, it's a weed killer that kills everything, including humans. Uh, so, but I just mean spiritual Roundup because I have, I, by the grace of God, I have planted stuff that has gotten real weedy and by the grace of God, he rounded it up and still has me here like whole. It's amazing. And then the second one is what I call miracle grow. You can tell I've been to Home Depot lately. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit, now we don't count on this. We don't count on the roundup of God cleaning up our messes. But so many times the Holy Spirit has cleaned me up. Yeah, You know, I thought, oh boy, I did sow some bad seed. And the Lord, by his grace, took it away again. The other one is that sometimes I'm like, I didn't even plant very well this year. I didn't plant, you know, I only planted a little kindness. And God takes his Holy Spirit miracle grow, and he's like, watch this. And the next thing you know, you've got a harvest where you didn't even plant. That's a scripture somewhere. (laughs) Right? So they're not things that we presume upon God, but what we experience as Christians is that God is way more gracious than what we sow. Aren't you glad? Woo! That'll throw throw us up there. Now, again, I I don't go, okay, God, I know you're going to cover me on this one. Right? Right? I want, I want to be honest to God and say, Lord, help me to be as holy. Help me to be as, as worthy. Help me to be as passionate as I can possibly be. But when my humanity reaches out, I know that his grace will meet me in my humanity. Uh, amen? All right. So those are my, my two words for you. God's got some miracle growth. He, he, does, he does that. Okay, last but not least, and here's the big point, is don't grow weary. Now, here's, here's the problem with planting. How long does it take to get a harvest? Depends on the plant, Depends on the plant right? It, and, I, and I love that. But you know it's always later. You know, you put the seed in. Here, I did this this year. Um, I, I, I read or I was watching a YouTube thing and it talked about ginger. And it's like to get more ginger, you just take a ginger root from like from the supermarket and you just put it in a pot and you water it. And then and you get a ton more ginger. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm going to do that. So I went to sit Trader Joe's, picked up a little ginger, threw it in there and watered it. Nothing. Water it again. I water it for like a month. And I'm like, what is up with this thing? So I dug it up. And, and, I, and it, it had like these little shoots. It's like a month? Takes a month to get this little shoots? When am I going to eat? Patience. Patience. I know. Don't become weary. I was getting weary. In fact, I, I, I checked it a few times. I dug it up a few times. Now, you can't do that with seeds because they don't plant, or plant back very good. But the, with this uh, ginger, it worked out okay. And then I just like, okay, I'm just going to, at least it's growing. I know it's growing. So I, I kept watering it for another month. And another month, all of a sudden, I saw a little green shoot come out of the ground. A little pretty thing. I'm like, oh, isn't that cute? And then I saw more shoots coming out of the ground. And I'm like, it's growing. 
It's still not done. I don't know when it's done because I didn't, I don't remember what the YouTube said. But, but I know that I'm getting more, whatever it is. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out in my history. Okay. But I was becoming weary. It's the same way with our Christian life. I've been walking with Jesus a long time now. You guys know that. Some of you have been walking longer. Uh, but not just in my Christian life. Uh, you know, the Lord's done a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm thankful. But there's a lot of things going on, like Gio was saying, things at work, right? Things at home, things with, things with family, things with kids, things with finances. You just go, man. I'm growing weary. And there's always that temptation to kind of, you know, give in. The first thing is we give in, right? We start complaining, right? How many, you know you're weary when you're complaining. Anybody complaining? <laughs> you're weary. <laughs> and it says, and it reminds us again, it says, let us not, let us, it's a nice way of putting it, let us not become weary. doesn't, in doing good. Then there's always the temptation to emotionally give in. It's not just complaining, but you know how it is. Then we get into pity party station. It's like, oh, man, somebody, please tell me I'm going to be okay. And if they don't tell me, what do I do? Whine. Okay, I'm alone in this in this room. Okay, you've heard of somebody. You've seen him. Okay, you can just say, yeah, I know a guy. He talked to me on Sunday. I emotionally give in. But not just to give, you know, it starts with giving in. You don't give up all at once. The give up comes after you give in. You give in and then you walk a little while and then you just go, it isn't worth it. And I got to tell you, in the season that I'm in personally right now, I've been walking in the give-in. You know, it's not give up, but it's like, Lord, how long is this thing going to last? How long, oh Lord? I heard that in the Bible too. (laughs) How long, oh Lord? And the Lord says, wait, wait on it, wait on it, wait on it. You too? So I'm convicted about this scripture, so I decided I was going to highlight it in black out of my Bible. I am going to become weary. No. He gives us a thing. We have this temptation to give up. But instead, as as Christians, he gives us this advice. He says, this is connected, and we probably don't see it. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So there's a promise there. And then he says, therefore... As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. What? He's saying, if you're getting weary, the solution to that is do something good for somebody else. But I'm tired. I don't want to help anybody. (laughs) But that's the antidote. Because when you start helping other people, you get out of yourself. And you start getting stronger. Because when you're lifting somebody else up, you're like, hey, man, that's right. I know what God's doing. We start lifting together. It makes a total difference. The, the, the secret is right here. If you're tired, go help somebody. Start anywhere, right? Do it tired. That's right. Do it tired. Maria, she knows. She comes in the office and she 
does all kinds of stuff. We, we make her do hard things all the time, lift heavy boxes. We, we, we have her. Now, when we get older, you know, it's harder to cut stuff. We have her cut like things all the time, like intricate, like intricate patterns. It's like if you can just cut this little this thing out, and uh, and she does because she's so patient. She's like you know warrior for God. She's you know she's learned this whole thing, uh, but seriously, she she knows she's making a difference. We, we do. Everyone here has an opportunity to help other people. But I wanted to encourage you because I I think that that secret was in there on purpose. That if we feel like we're getting weary, just go help someone. And a help can be an encouragement. It can be a text. You know that you can help someone just by texting. In fact, maybe we'll do that for our communion today. It's like we're going to take communion in a couple of minutes. And we can say, who can I text? Somebody. <laughs> and encourage them, right? And we're like, man, I just did my good deed for the day. I'm in it for another day myself. Okay. The cure for giving up is finding a better way to serve. The fast way to the it's the fast way to the the harvest. Now um, I, I'm a I, I do sprouts at home. I know you're crazy. I know my my, my kids always give me a hard time. So I got I got jars full of stuff, seeds growing. But do you know that it only takes like five days. To have a whole meal of broccoli sprouts. Five days. That's my speed. That's the spiritual speed I want to run on all the time. Now, some people don't like broccoli sprouts, but uh, they're awesome. They're really good for you, too. Um, when we want to serve, you know, is, uh, I, I just put that down. It's, it's like there's a fast way to get where we want to go, and that is to serve one another. Uh, and then he says here, especially those who belong to the family of believers. We should be looking for opportunities with everyone. But the Lord wants to remind us that there's people right here in our midst, the people real close to us that we already know that need a word of encouragement. We don't need to text somebody out there. We need to text somebody right here <laughs> and encourage them because everybody's feeling weary. Who is not feeling weary? Stand up and shout hallelujah. <laughs> okay, we couldn't find anybody. Maybe somebody on the internet is jumping up in their living room right now going, yeah, it's not me. So as we come to the table of the Lord, you think Jesus might have been a little weary that last week? Went through a lot, a lot of tests. A lot of anxiety, a lot of prayer. And then he comes to the upper room. And if it was me, I would have sat back in my chair and said, Boys, something bad's going down. Encourage me. But he didn't. Instead, picked up the towel and he said, I'm going to serve every single person that comes in this room. I'm not going to grow weary in doing good because I know there's a harvest that's coming. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's pass out the communion elements this morning.
See, I'll be digging it up every day. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, we, we, it does take a while for the Lord to work in our life, so don't, don't grow weary. All right. <laughs> you know the devil's out there. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah, we, we had these ground squirrels that about took out all of our crops this, uh, this year. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You miss me. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So here we have the elements. You know, as I was looking over this, uh, I want to read this again to you. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Say it again. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Put the period there. As we come to the table, Jesus says, every time you come, I want you to, to think about the work that I did, the broken body, the pouring out of his blood, that we would receive both the strength, the encouragement, the forgiveness, and the clearing of all of our sins. But also along with that, he's, He empowers us. And I just pray for each of us. I, I think we all agree we've been ground down in some way. And uh, we we know, Lord, that there's areas of our life where we give in. We give in too easily. And for some, they might be on the edge and just say, man, I, I just give up this thing. This is, this is too hard. And you tell us we don't have to. We, we can just come to you. and We can draw our strength from you and also just connect to that promise that we will reap a harvest. So as we come to the table right now, uh, maybe there's an area where you're particularly weary. Where you're just like, man, I am done here. 
when we're weary, the first thing we do is just come back to God. Put our hope in Him. Put our faith in Him to accomplish His work in us. And so, Lord, we're coming back. That's why we're here. We're sitting at the table. We're taking our weariness, those areas, and we're recommitting them back to you, Lord. You broke your body so that we could have life. So we pray as we eat this bread this morning that you would infuse us with your life, encourage our heart, and help us to walk the next step with faith and strength. Let's go ahead and take the bread this morning. take the cup you know I believe in when we take communion together there's it's not just a ritual it's a powerful spiritual action that changes our lives we don't know how much it'll change us but as we mix it with faith God will accomplish a good thing so let's pray Lord As we take this cup, energize us again by faith. Lord, let us train, as your word says, like good farmers, you tell Timothy, like a good farmer, like a good soldier. And all those things take great endurance. And Lord, we, we are weak. We're confessing our weakness, but you are strong. And your word says, let the weak say, I am strong. And so, Lord, as we take this cup, uh, as we take that represents your life that's poured out for us, may you pour it into us, your life, your passion, your strength. In Jesus' name, let's go ahead and take the cup. Thank you, Lord. I want to just close in prayer for you all, and I'll include myself in it. Lord, your promise is that we will see a harvest in our life and around our life because of your Holy Spirit. And where we've looked and we're going, that looks kind of dry. That doesn't look like it's growing so well. In due time, you will accomplish it. Lord, remind us that you're doing a good thing behind the scenes, greater than we would ever know. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Excellent. Be of good cheer. Know that the Lord is coming and the harvest is coming. Okay? Okay, amen. All right, any final comments, questions, concerns before we leave? Yes. I heard that exercise coach saying yarny in your discomfort. I thought it could be a biblical truth in there. I like it. Yeah, I was going to, it's in my notes. You know, I always have lots in my notes. 
that I never get to, but I, I listened to this uh, ex-Navy SEAL guy, Jocko Willings. I don't know if you, anybody's ever listened to Jocko, the Jocko podcast. And he always starts with, usually he'll do a book review of some, some you know, Medal of Honor person. And every time I listen to Jocko, I, I get stronger, you know, for like five minutes, you know. It's like, he's just, a, and if you look at the guy, he's just like this hulk of a man. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's like, yeah, we're doing this thing. And I've, I've read a lot of uh, Navy SEAL stuff. And, you know, a lot of people when in their training, they give up, you know, and you have to ring a bell, show everybody you're a weenie, and, uh, and <laughs> which is just terrible. And I'm thinking, I, I couldn't even, I would ring the bell before I got there. Just listening to the stories, I ring the bell. And I'm like, Lord, I, wa- I, I want to have more power than that. And, you know, something that he says and, and most Navy SEALs say is that you never know who is going to be the one that makes it. Because the person that you think, is, yeah, look at the big guy, you know, they'll make it. And it, it might not be the big guy, it might be the small guy. And it's because most of it has to do with right here. And uh, I'm always reminded when I think of those guys, it's like, you can go further. You don't have to, you know, don't give up. Go, go bigger, go bigger. And I say that to myself on my Peloton every day. You can do this <laughs> as I'm sweating on. So God bless you. Know that God wants to empower you. If you're feeling weak, just ask him for more and he'll, he'll do great. And don't, don't forget to marinate. <laughs> All right, God bless you guys. Thanks for coming and uh, being part of what God is doing here. Uh, I'm excited. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.